Good morning, Faith Community. I'm Pastor Caleb Schrader. I'm here with Clint McClure, our Children's Ministry Director, and we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 today. And in this passage, Paul is talking about his proclamation of the gospel in the Corinthian church, and he's reminding them of how he did it. He's reminding them of what their faith is based on because they are struggling with people who've come in and they're opposing the message that Paul preached. So the first thing that Paul wants them to understand is how he preached the gospel. So he starts out by explaining to them that he did not come with brilliance of speech or wisdom. He decided to know nothing among them except Jesus Christ and him crucified. So what Paul explains is, guys, in my preaching, in my proclamation to you, I focused on the cross of Jesus Christ. He said he preached in weakness. Okay. It, it was obvious to the people, this isn't Paul, this is God speaking to us through Paul. Um, he wasn't using human means. He wasn't using argumentative tactics. He wasn't trying to appeal to people's emotions to try to convince them to believe. He was just proclaiming the word, and he recognized the word is what has the power. Mm-hmm. And that's what he says. He says that he demonstrated power in the way that he proclaimed the gospel. And he did that by depending upon the Holy Spirit. As he preached the gospel in dependence upon the Spirit, people would recognize the power is in the message, not the man. Hmm. And so Paul proclaimed it that way, whereas the people who are coming behind him, they're trying to show how powerful they are to convince people to follow them. And Paul's saying, hey, wait a minute. The way I proclaimed it, the message had the power. The man didn't. Right. Believe the message. Right. So preaching in, in weakness without human means, it seems like it's kind of like a, I mean, I mean, just focusing on the gospel there. Does this mean preachers shouldn't talk about deep things? Yeah, it's, it seems like, you know, he says, I didn't use persuasive words of wisdom. You know? um, he didn't want his fa- people's faith to ra- rest on human wisdom. So he's, he really seems like he's speaking down about wisdom. And so he switches gears a little bit in verse 6, and he says this, We do, however, speak a wisdom among the mature, but not a wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. On the contrary, we speak God's hidden wisdom in a mystery, a wisdom God predestined before the ages for our glory. So so Paul explains, yeah, we do preach wisdom, but it's a wisdom that we preach to the mature. In other words, people who have the Holy Spirit, he's going to talk to them about deep things because they can understand it. They have the Holy Spirit revealing truth to them. But he's not using the wisdom of this age. In other words, he's not using the tactics of the world. He's not using the methods of the world. He's not basing it on a system of the world. He's basing it on spiritual things. And this is a constant danger in the church. The church can really get distracted by the world's methods and think we need to copy them. We need to be like them. It's sort of like Israel thinking, oh, we need a king because everybody around us has a king. Um, this is this is what we saw um, sort of in in the move into modernism as there was this this value for literary criticism and that the high criticism especially with the german theologians they these liberals started coming in and looking at the bible like it was a human book instead of approaching it like it was from god like it was inerrant and because they approached it as a human book they they destroyed it they decimated it and all the conclusions that they came to were wrong because they were approaching it as if it was from man instead of from God. That wasn't a new problem. This was a problem that right from the beginning with the Corinthian church, they have people coming in who are saying, well, you need to understand it 
because I have this higher understanding because of my intellect, because of my achievements, because of my intellectual prowess, I can explain it to you. And Paul's saying, that's not how it is, guys. It's based on spiritual truth that the Holy Spirit is revealing to you. Right. And if wisdom is the motivation for you're speaking, yeah. it, you're not, it's not going to be wise. Yep, yep. Right. So it talks about um, Christ's crucifixion here. Why did the rulers in Paul's age crucify Christ? So they were focused on the wisdom of the age instead of the wisdom of God. Right. See, see this sort of in context here. So he's going through this argument about, I was focused on Christ crucified. I was pr- focusing on this message for you. And the reason that Christ was crucified is because the rulers, when he came, they were so caught up with the wisdom of the world, they couldn't recognize Jesus standing in front of them. They weren't trying to understand the Bible as a spiritual book. Jesus said it, he said it this way. He says, you search the scriptures because you think in them you're going to find life, but they are those which speak of me. In other words, the message of Scripture is the message of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So when Paul says, I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified, he could preach that throughout the whole Bible because that's the message. The message of the Bible is the message of Jesus Christ. And the people, they got caught up with the wisdom of man, so they missed Jesus. Right. And Paul says, don't pay attention to people like that. Yeah. And so uh, talking about the deeper things... um, talks a little bit about like the mysteries of the mm-hmm. gospel. Um, if we're not using human intellect, if we can't delve deep using human intellect, how can we come to understand the mysteries of the gospel? Yeah, so he explains that the the rulers of the world, they missed it. And then he says, I has not seen, ears not heard, nor has entered in the hearts of man the things that God has prepared for them. A lot of people just quote that verse as a standalone. It's right. not a standalone verse, it's a transition verse. Mm-hmm. It's going from these rulers of the age who didn't see to um, verse 10. Now God has revealed these things to us by the Spirit, Hmm. since the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. So we don't need to sit here thinking, there's no way I'm going to understand truth or see Jesus in Scripture or understand even what God has prepared for those who love him. We can because God reveals it to us by the Spirit. The Spirit is the one who shows us what true truth is. Right. Well, that's really (laughs) special. (laughs) Nothing like it. Uh, Does that mean that we... Since we have the Spirit, yeah. right? Follow-up question here. Does that mean we do not need to study God's Word? Yeah, you know, what can happen sometimes is people can get so excited about the Holy Spirit. And that's a good thing. It's really it's really good. And I love the excitement that some of my charismatic brothers and sisters can have about the Holy Spirit. But the problem is if they think that that means they can leave God's Word behind. If your love for God and your receipt of the Holy Spirit doesn't result in you being driven to God's word constantly, loving his word and studying his word, then you don't have a relationship with him. I mean, that'd be grieving the Holy Spirit, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, the Holy Spirit wants you to look at God's word. Here's, here's the thing. The Holy Spirit is opening up your eyes to see marvelous things in his word. Right. And so if his word's not in front of your eyes and he's opening up your eyes... There's nothing for you to see. It's so important for you to understand. The Holy Spirit is the one who's teaching you. The Holy Spirit's the one who's revealing to you. Even when I'm preaching on a Sunday, if you have like a light bulb moment, that wasn't me. The Holy Spirit took my words that were based on God's word and he applied them to your heart so that you could understand. Part of the revealing, the mystery. It's amazing to me how oftentimes people come to me after the service and they say, hey, I was really convicted of this. And I was like, wow, I wasn't even thinking about that. 
when I was preaching, I was thinking about what the Holy Spirit's convicting me of. Right. But he's applying God's word to our hearts individually. But we need to have God's word in front of our eyes so the Holy Spirit can open up our eyes to see marvelous things in his word. The Holy Spirit's never going to show us things that are contrary to God's word. And so if we have it in front of our eyes, we can recognize the Holy Spirit. The scripture is the language the Holy Spirit speaks. And so if we're going to learn to recognize when he's prompting me, when he's leading me, what he's leading me to, we need to have our brains pickled in the word of God. Right, right. Follow-up question about the spirit here. Um, How is the spirit of God able to communicate with us? Yeah, so Paul explains that. That means he says, nobody knows God's mind. And so how can we understand the things of God? Well, the Spirit of God understands the spirits of men. And so because the Spirit of God understands the spirit of men, he takes the things of God and he teaches it to our spirit. So since he knows us, he knows what we're thinking, he can teach us more accurately. Like for me as as a teacher, oftentimes the hardest thing for me to do is to get inside my student's head and figure out what is it that they're confused about? Why don't they understand? What is it that they're thinking that's wrong? The Holy Spirit knows all those things. Right. He literally is a mind reader. Yeah. Right? And yeah. because he's a mind reader, he's the best teacher in the world hmm. because he knows exactly why you're confused. He knows exactly where you need to get convicted. He knows where your blind spots are, and he can shine light into those areas in your life. Oh, that's really encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we kind of touched on this already a little bit, but how do we, how do we teach people about these mysteries? So it, it's imperative that we get this. We can't figure out the mysteries of God's word by our own intellect, by our own abilities. You know, well, now I have this degree, so I don't need God anymore. It's, (laughs) It's so dangerous to sort of lean into your education instead of leaning into the Holy Spirit. Your, de- your degree is not dwelling uh, you, within you. <laughs> you constantly need to recognize it's through the Spirit. Why? Because you're, cons- you're, you're comparing spiritual things with spiritual. You're a spiritual person talking to spiritual people. Mm. And, and what, what that requires us to do, it requires us to actually believe God's Word. Mm. And it's amazing to me um, how sometimes education can result in people forgetting the things that God's Word says. If you have confessed Jesus as Lord, you know what that means about you? You're sealed with the Holy Spirit right. from that day forward, which means when I talk to you, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. I should assume that. I should assume the Holy Spirit indwells and enlightens the people I'm talking to. You know what that means? That means I can talk about mysteries. Hmm. That means I can talk about God's word to somebody who can actually understand it. I don't need to think that, oh, you know what? They have a natural mind. There's no way that they're going to understand the things of God. Well, of course, if they had a natural mind, they couldn't. But here's the reality. They have the mind of Christ. That's where Paul finishes the passage right here. He says, For who has known the Lord's mind that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We, you, me, every single believer. Why? Because the Spirit of God lives within us. Hmm. Then it's so important to have a high view of the Spirit's role in your fellow believer. So when you go to them, it's like you're breathing oxygen on a coal. And what happens? It flames to life. That's what we're doing. We're stirring each other up to love and good works. Why? Because, Clint, this is what you want to do. This is how you want to live. This is what the Holy Spirit inside of you is convicting you of. These things that I'm sharing with you from God's word, the Holy Spirit's going to reveal it to you. And so it's so important for us to recognize when we talk about spiritual things, we're talking in the church with spiritual people. And we need to assume the Spirit is in the people that we are 
talking to. I challenge you this week, have conversations that are going to resonate in eternity. Assume the Holy Spirit is in the people you're talking to. Sometimes it can be pride to think, well, I understand this, but they probably don't. Why not? They have the same Holy Spirit inside of them. Assume the Spirit is working in the hearts of the people around you as you talk to them. Speak to that spirit. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless.